Heidi Harris. Welcome to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can subscribe at iTunes, Heidi Harris Show. You can also catch my live radio show weekdays, 8 to 10 a.m. at 670 a.m. KMZQ. If this particular podcast sounds a little hollow, I'm sorry. I'm working on it. I just bought a set of drums and I put them in my office where I also do my podcasts and I need to figure out a way to have drums in the room and also be able to do a podcast acoustically. I mean, I'm not some wealthy person who can afford a drum room, so I'm not sure how to make it work. So if it's hollow, to me, it sounds a little hollow. If it sounds hollow to you, just bear with me till I figure this thing out, okay? A couple of things I'd like to chat about. One of them is Jim Acosta. Now, I'm not one of those folks who's on the right who hates every left leaner. And I don't hate everybody in the press. And I don't hate everyone on CNN or MSNBC or any of those things. I've been on cable TV hundreds of times, mostly on MSNBC, some CNN, some Fox, mostly MSNBC. And everyone there has always been nice to me. So I'm not going to, whether it's the hosts or the producers or whatever, everyone's always been great. So I'm not somebody who automatically hates you because you're a left leaner. I have friends in the media here in Las Vegas. Many of them are liberal, some are conservative, some are fair, some are not fair. I mean, listen, there are plenty of right leaners who aren't fair about things. I have friends all over the country, as a matter of fact, who are in broadcasting. Some are left, some are right, some can't see anything but red, some can't see anything but blue. We all have our biases, that's a fact. So when I talk about Jim Acosta, it's not that I'm one of those right leaners who thinks he ought to be silenced and anybody who dares to ask the king a question should be silenced. No, not at all. I think we should have a free press. We should have a press that asks the president questions that are tough, where you don't necessarily want to answer them as a political leader. But that's the beauty of America. One of the great things about it is we actually get to have these press conferences. I mean, think about how many places in the world never have press conferences. The public officials never meet with anybody. They're never accountable. They're never even asked a question, much less have to deal with the ballot box. And if they do, the whole thing is completely forged. So there's no really any point in it, right? So most of the world does not get to do what we do, get to have press conferences and that kind of thing. That being said, as somebody who's been on the radio for 20 years, I have interviewed thousands of people and I'm pretty good at it. That's one thing I know how to do really well. And the other day when there was an exchange in the White House between Jim Acosta and this intern, he was knocking her hand away when she was trying to take the microphone. Now, was he assaulting her? Not really. He was just trying to be rude and obnoxious and didn't want to give up the microphone. But let's not focus on that. Let's focus on the question he asked. Just one question he asked that gives you an example of why Donald Trump is just tired of these people and what journalists are not supposed to do. So Jim Acosta asked Donald Trump, about the caravan. And he said, well, why did you call the caravan an invasion? And Donald Trump said, well, because I think it's an invasion. Now, what Jim Acosta should have said, what any reporter would have said, what I would have said, and I don't consider myself a journalist technically, but I would have said to my guest, could you please explain to us why you considered it an invasion? Would have been real simple. But instead, Jim Acosta starts editorializing, and he says, well, it's not an invasion. Jim, you're a reporter. It's not your job to argue with the president about what you think the invasion is. Now, you may not think it's an invasion. You would, I'm sure, think it was an invasion if a hundred of these guys came over your wall in your compound or wherever you live. I'm sure you'd consider that an invasion. But the fact is, whether you agree or disagree, 
it's not his job to argue with the president. That's not the same thing as asking a tough question. I have no problem with asking a tough question. But I have learned in the thousands of interviews that I've done, whether it's been politicians or average people, you're not going to get somebody to change their point of view because you ask them a question. You can't beat them into submission. You can't. It's not like some beam of light is going to come down on their head and they're suddenly going to go, oh, no, she's right. By the way, I write about this in my book, Don't Pat Me on the Head. The book, once again, is called Don't Pat Me on the Head, Blowbacks, Setbacks, and Comebacks in Vegas Radio. And it's not just about my radio career. There's a lot of radio stuff in the book that you might find interesting if you like talk radio or podcasting, things like that. And one of the things I discuss is interviewing, how I do it. And some tips to interview people well. I remember the first interview I ever did years ago before I ever thought about doing talk radio. I took a Dale Carnegie course and I had to interview my boss. Oh my gosh, it was terrifying. But I actually found some really interesting stuff about him. I didn't realize that he and his brother, who went on to become a United States senator, almost got killed because they were messing around near a big rig and got caught up in the tires of it somehow when they were kids. I mean, all kinds of interesting stuff. If you actually take the time to listen to people, everybody has a story, if you care. But a lot of interviewers don't care about the person's story. They're there to get a sound bite, whether it's somebody on a TV show or you know any kind of show. Oprah is not one of those people. She's the kind of person who actually wants to learn something. Larry King was always very good about learning something. I remember years ago, I watched Larry King interviewing the guys who wrote Left Behind, Tim LaHaye and Jenkins. I can't remember his first name, Jenkins. Uh, the Left Behind series was very popular. These are both Christians. Larry King's an unbelieving Jewish man. And Larry King was so nice to them and asked them very, very good questions, actually wanted to hear what they had to say. What a concept, huh? Listen to them politely, and they were very polite to him. They have a different point of view about where heaven is and how you get there, and who do you have to believe to go to heaven? Is Has Jesus already arrived? Is the Messiah not here yet? Okay, well, you can still have a conversation. I have friends who are unbelieving Jews, so what? But Larry King was very professional and very nice to these guys. And these guys were very, very popular. Nowadays, I'm not sure if anybody would be that nice to them. I think anybody in mainstream media would probably be nasty or challenging them. Well, you mean everybody? And Larry did ask some questions like anybody would. But you mean everybody who doesn't believe in Jesus is going to hell? Well, that's what the Bible says. That's not what I say. It's not what they say. It's what the Bible says. You may not believe that. You don't have to believe it. No one's forcing you to believe it. But that's what the Bible says. And if I'm a Bible believer, that's what I believe. There you go. Anyway, there are people in the business who are great interviewers. One of my favorite is Neil Cavuto on Fox. I think he's fantastic at what he does. And there are others I don't like so much, and I'm not going to mention their names. But when you're interviewing somebody, if you're trying to get yourself famous, you're trying to get that soundbite that then you can tweet out to all of your followers, you're not really getting the best out of an interview subject. You need to let them talk. I don't mean ramble on I know how politicians are. If they know you've got five minutes with them, believe me, they will filibuster. They will fill that time with everything they want to say. They won't answer your question. They are tap dancers. I swear they take a tap dancing course their first day in Congress. I get that. I understand. But there's never been a host in the history of the universe who has beaten somebody into submission and gotten them to admit that they were wrong about whatever. You know, if I interviewed somebody, and I have, who was against nuclear weapons, who was protesting out at Creech, the drones, and all that kind of stuff, 
You really think I'm going to change his mind about drones by getting him in my studio and beating him into submission? No. Do you think I'm going to change a guy like Tom Daschle, former senator, who's big on single payer? Do you really think I was going to beat him into submission when I had him in studio about health care? Do you think he's going to change his mind because Heidi Harris talks to him for 10 minutes? I don't think so. But when you go back to Jim Acosta and the question he asked, and he was very clear, Mr. President, you called the caravan an invasion. And Donald Trump said, yes, I did. He should have said, could you please explain why you think it's an invasion? But instead, no, it's not an invasion, Mr. President. No, it's not this. No, it's not that. That's what the reporters do now. They're there to argue with the president. They're not there to actually get the facts. It used to be the who, what, where, when, and why was what reporters were supposed to ask. And I know, listen, as long as the press has existed, there have been people who've twisted things. There have been people who haven't really wanted to get the story. They've got an agenda. I get it. Even General Sherman, back in the Civil War, was complaining about the press. He couldn't stand them. The press who would actually follow them around and reveal stuff, and he was always arguing with them. So the press has always had an adversarial relationship with various members of you know, the military leadership, uh, politicians, whatnot. We get that. But we still do need a press because some of them do ask some questions that need to be asked. And if nobody was asking the questions what would we have? We'd have a bunch of cockroaches without flashlights on. And that's what I feel like I do every day when I get on my radio show and I talk about it or talk about it on this podcast, what I think politicians are doing wrong. And it's worth discussing and hopefully people will listen or at least look into things for themselves, which is what I've always done with talk radio. Because when I listened to talk radio before I was a host, I heard people like Bruce Williams, who I was a big fan of, and still, I think he's still on the air. Great, great talent. And he would talk about all kinds of different topics. He'd been the mayor of a city. He'd been a piano player. He'd been a business owner. He'd been all kinds of things. He was a great talk show host because he could talk about a lot of things. And I remember him talking about the stadium, for example, and how stadiums are a racket. And I said, what? Are you kidding me? I thought stadiums were good for a community. That's what I believed till I looked into it for myself. So what I hope is that when I talk about an issue that people look it up for themselves and they look into what that person potentially did in the past or, or they're planning for the future. That's what you need to do. Journalism is supposed to shine the flashlight on the cockroaches. But when you're arguing your point of view, Jim Acosta, instead of actually asking the president to expand on his point of view, which by the way, if you're a skilled interviewer and you let somebody expand on their point of view, you hand them the rope. They can hang themselves. The president said it's an invasion because da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Jim Acosta did not have to inject himself into the whole situation. He didn't have to inject his position. He didn't have to argue with the president. He didn't have to say, well, it's not an invasion. Well, Jim, I got news for you, buddy. A lot of people think it is. You say it's not. The president says it is. Who cares what you think, Jim Acosta? Nobody cares what you think. You're not the president. You're just a reporter. So now we hear that CNN supposedly is going to bring some kind of a lawsuit. I don't know what the lawsuit's going to involve, but the fact is nobody's entitled to be there. Now, we have a free press, but that doesn't mean Jim Acosta, Acosta has to be the guy who's there. By the way, if you're professional, Donald Trump's not going to be rude. There are plenty of people who will challenge him. He's not rude to. It's not everybody on the left. It's when people like Jim Acosta just want to argue or they attack Sarah Huckabee Sanders or other people. You're supposed to be there with your little notebook getting the story and not arguing, not injecting yourself into the situation. 
in any other way other than getting the information. But we have very few reporters anymore. Everybody wants to get that soundbite. Everybody wants to be famous. Everybody wants to get Donald Trump's hackles up. That's what they think is going to make them famous. I'm going to tell you something. If you do your job accurately and effectively and you do it well for a long period of time, people will find you. Whether you're a TV show, a radio show, a reporter, if you just do a good job People will find you. There are no shortcuts. You don't get to try to trick somebody or trap them into getting that soundbite so you can get famous because you're looking for that. No. And ultimately, it's going to backfire, which is what it's doing for Jim Acosta. So if you want to pick up my book, don't pat me on the head. I've got some great tips on interviewing in there and a lot of other great stuff about talk radio and, of course, my career. So, yes, it's a shameless plug, and it's a great stocking stuffer. (laughs) If you know somebody who likes talk radio or has been kicked around or any of that stuff. And don't forget to join me for my live radio broadcast five days a week, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. at 6.70 a.m. KMZQ. We're having a lot of fun with that, and it's a great lineup. You don't want to miss it. We've got Michael Medved. We've got Larry Elder. We've got uh, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager. It's a great lineup at the brand-new talk station in town, 6.70 a.m. KMZQ. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. Well.